Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am Dan Clark, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Keating. Welcome back to the Eternal Student as we took a little hiatus here, as uh, sometimes happens during a pandemic, and uh, we were on a pause for a little bit, and we are happy to be back to bring you content to our listeners um, our last episode dropped a few weeks ago with Tommy Valentini, the Gustavus tennis coach, which we thoroughly enjoyed our conversation with. And now we're ready to provide some content back to you to knock out this year of 2020, which has been one for the record book, just an epic year. And uh, we are excited um, today. Basically, we're going to go back to where it all started. Um, March 13th was the day where um, where we were uh, told that we are going to be in distance learning for the rest of the 2020 school year. And uh, that next Monday, I walked into uh, Dan's classroom as we were preparing for the unknown. And uh, we said, we got to start recording. And uh, we started recording episodes one after another. Had some amazing guests. Uh, just Just a great experience. Started as the crossover. We've done our, our due diligence and kind of figured out where we want to target um, th- this show and where we're going with it. And uh, and now we're kind of, you know, on the right track with the Eternal Student. And, and we know that we have a big chunk of listeners that are, are current, um, you know, kind of teenage students. We have a lot of st- listeners in, in, in their 20s. And then we've got plenty of... Uh, parents and, and grandparents that we've heard that have been listening to the show and, and just super thankful and, and excited. And, and I guess the best thing we can say is that over the last few weeks, I've had people say, Hey, when, when's the next episode coming out? So that, that tells me that people are excited and, and we are very thankful for that. Yeah. It's uh it's kind of weird that we're still, this is like, it's, it's a pandemic podcast, really. Um, it's all taken place within this one bubble uh, of the uh, great, co- I wonder what I really wonder what they'll call it in the future. I mean, of course, the the Spanish flu uh, pandemic is kind of what that one got named. I mean, is it going to be the COVID nineteen pandemic? It does, doesn't seem very catchy to me. I think they <laughs> should rebrand that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are in. We're still in the throes <laughs> of it, and I mean, I'm able to kind of be somewhat lighthearted because it's just been everything's been so weird for so long you know I remember when this first started it was just I every day I'd constantly wake up and it would just be this feeling of this is this just feels so strange but you know as you live in the strange for what nine months you uh you just get used to the strange and I mean right now in the you know if you're listening to this from the, from the future, uh, my ancestors uh, down the road here. Um, maybe if you're listening to this in the distant future, right now we're actually in the in the pretty uh, what deep most deepest throes is that a <laughs> word or a phrase? Sounds like it. Um, where we're hitting kind of our as a country at least we're hitting our highest daily death totals. Um, and there's one guy actually that throughout this whole pandemic. He's been, I don't know, is the 
canary in the coal mine. Is that a right phrase where someone's really good at, you know, showing you the map of everything? And that's Michael Olsterholm. Uh, he's he's uh, he's employed by the University of Minnesota. Um, and I remember when this pandemic started, the day we left school, I showed my class a, a clip of him on the Joe Rogan experience where he explained that this is not going to be a coronavirus, like short term, few week pandemic. He's like, this is going to be like a winter's long worth of struggle and trying to get this thing under control and it's not going to happen until a, like a vaccine is not going to happen until a year from now. Turns out that dude was spot on. I just heard him like a few months ago say basically when we enter these winter months of November and Christmas and people start visiting and, you know, going to places for the holidays that it's going to be dark, like not physically outside, but it's going to be yeah. a, a bad winter. And, once again, the dude was on the money, and uh, yeah, it's just it's it's been a wild ride this whole um, this whole time, and you know e- even in the beginning, those feelings of um, you know uncertainty um, or anxiety have maybe subsided. They probably subsided during those good summer months, you know, um, but then you know as we we spend more time indoors and we possibly get exposed to things. Then we, those feelings start to come back. Yeah. No, just thinking about it. Like <laughs> the last nine months, you know, bought a boat. I've, uh, gone outdoors more than I ever had. I've been hunting. I've been, um, spending a ton of time with my family, which has been a huge, uh, uh a benefit of all this. And, you know, it just, it's become kind of the, I guess, new normal. Um, but however, for me, uh, and I mentioned it many times in the show, you know, it's definitely been a struggle. Um, I definitely, uh, have dealt with my mental health suffering, a lot of anxiety, a lot of, um, just, uh, not feeling like myself. And so that's been a struggle, um, been battling through. And, um, I think part of it, um, I, I, I've tried to find some resources to try to help myself and, and, different things have been good, you know, whether that's working out or journaling or reading, um, or just, you know, talking to somebody is always helpful, but it's also really helped me to, uh, I started a, a virtual Bible study that I do once a week with, with a great group of, uh, um, other coaches that has really helped me. And for me, just kind of my, my spiritual, um, I guess, religion side of it has really helped kind of calm and, and just having that belief in something bigger when you're going through something that's so dark and can be, um, so stressful. And I think when um, a lot of life is paused, you know, for me, um, you know, basketball and sports and, you know, just teaching, right? Being in the classroom every day. Um, it's so different now, you know, like I'm in my classroom by myself talking to a computer that has kids on the other side, but it's not like we can all talk at one time, you know, it's it's slow. It's it's one at a time and it's it's getting through. Um, some of that and there's good days and bad days and I know that there's been all of those all around um, but I think one of the places I wanted to start today is that is we're nine months out of this is that you know so many times throughout this right we've been like ah oh, it's you know like maybe by the time the summer's over it'll be back to normal and then it was like well maybe by the time you know like October rolls around or maybe by you know 
the election or maybe by now it's like once we celebrate 2021 i still one of the funniest things i think is like thinking of people celebrating new year's eve last year 2020 at a party like yeah this is it this is my year they celebrated just the disaster that is 2020 so um it's been it's been a roller coaster um, of, of emotions. There's no doubt. I think we can talk a little bit about you know times where you're like, ah, I've I've got it, or I've been exposed, or I feel what's going on, and um, so there's all of that that goes into it. But I think more than anything, I think the point that I'll kind of focus on throughout today is that you know we've learned a lot about ourselves and about um, our communities and us as as people going through this and I still believe and we said this the first time we had an episode like we're gonna learn and there's gonna be many great things that come out of this but as I tell my players my students all the time when you're going through adversity right it sucks it sucks no one wants to go through struggles nobody wants to do that Um, and we're going through struggles but great things are gonna come out of this and I think we're gonna we're gonna be better for it but unfortunately sometimes we can't see the forest through the trees at the time yeah and there's just this it's it's you know teaching history during this time period is kind of like i don't know it's it's fun it's also scary because as you're teaching kids like hey learn from history don't repeat the mistakes um you might do things and you realize like oh my god (laughs) i I am not one of the people that is learning from those mistakes and you know one of those 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 things is just that feeling of you know possibly getting the virus um that process i don't know i'm sure many of our listeners have maybe had it or even just i know everyone's thought they've had it i thought i had it about three or four times by (laughs) this point I think um, everybody's felt that. But there's even just that like little thought experiment that you have to go through when you think you have it is just, it's kind of a nightmare because you realize the domino effect of what you having it could possibly mean. So like my personal example is, so my, my dad got it. Um, and as as we went deer hunting together, I remember riding in the truck with him saying, you know this this deer hunting is probably going to be a spreader uh, of this of this virus. <laughs> Fast forward to like three days or four days later, and he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I got tested. Um, it's positive." And there was part of me that was, you know, like part of me was angry. Mm-hmm. Part of me was like nervous uh, about my health, my wife's health, my child's health, 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 health. There we go. T H. Yep. And then also just that domino effect. Like, okay. So if I have it, my son has to be quarantined. I have to tell his daycare. His <laughs> daycare has to shut down. That daycare employs probably 20 people. Those 20 people are no longer working. It's a real inconvenience. <laughs> and like, are the, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, are they being paid while they're off, for, while they're not working for those 14 days? Oh. Um, did I just cause a economic collapse within a household of a daycare worker? It's just like this crazy, you know, train that your brain goes down. Like what, what did that, what just happened? And thankfully, of course, the results were that I didn't, I didn't contract it. Um, and you know, I, all those feelings just kind of melted away, but God, what a terrible, 
roller coaster of emotions that was. <laughs> and I know my my parents who both got it felt they felt guilty, you know, like they felt like, oh great, did I like they are just one more domino away from me thinking about, you know, all those same effects. And yep. it's just it's really, you know, it, it's really tough because you just know what people's reaction or you think you know what people's reaction is going to be when you tell them like I I exposed you or I'm the reason why you now have for to sure. lock down for yep, 14 there's days. There's a lot of guilt and shame that goes along with that. And you know, just think about this in general like how many things ever the does like the entire country have to deal with. You know, like this is something we all have to deal with, right? There's never like moments really where you know, you just think about life in general, like deciding, am I going to live in the city or the suburbs? Am I going to, whatever. I don't know. There's so many decisions in life that are usually just like up to you, you know, like, and yeah, like I'm going to send my kid to private school or public school. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Like that's up to you. Um, and I think that's kind of what we've realized with this pandemic and with the virus is a lot of people are handling it completely differently. Um, and I, I don't think that should be you know, whatever. Uh, I, I've gone through, I think a lot of struggles during this time with my mental health because, um, I've, I've worried about things I can't control and, um, haven't been able to kind of, to move on with it. And I've been really stuck and it's really made for some, some pretty tough days, um, for myself. And I think everyone, dealing with it differently. Some people, it's not really affecting them. I know plenty of people where their, their lives aren't really changed much. And, um, I know other people where it's significantly changed their lives. And so perspective is such an important thing. And again, it goes back to something that I talk about all the time and empathy, but it's so hard, um, to be empathetic, uh, when there's, um, health involved, um, and when you feel like sometimes some people may feel like you're not taking this the way you should. Um, and I think that's, what's caused a lot of, uh, struggles. And when life slows down, life used to be a lot slower. Life used to be way slow, but now life has slowed down and there's many benefits of it. We talked about it on the first episode, the benefits of, of, of having more time to work out family time of, just more time to process life. But then the other flip side of that in today's society is the 24 seven news, social media influx, talking about it, listening to it. And I think I've just learned for myself that, um, that puts me down a rabbit hole that just destroys my mental health. And I have terrible, terrible feelings. And, um, it's been an everyday battle, um, eliminating stuff on my phone, eliminating watching TV, eliminating talking about it with friends and family. It's, it's, it's really been a struggle, but then I also have had to really pray about it and kind of find some spiritual guidance with it as well, because it's, um, yeah, life is slowed down and I, I just find that I need to be distracted. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I need, I need, everyone needs a purpose. I, I, the first head coach I ever worked with, worked for, you know, like you would talk about in the summer, you know, being a teacher and a coach, like, yeah, you've got summer basketball. We've got things that we're working on time with family, but then it is always great to get back to school because you feel like that sense of purpose again. 
And I think a lot of people have lost a sense of purpose. And for me, that's probably been my biggest thing. Like my, my purpose in my life is obviously besides my family is to impact and help kids. And, and I haven't been able to do that. And it's really affected me in a negative, negative way. And, um, I, I, I felt really helpless. And I think there's plenty of people that, uh, are experiencing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, as you say that I'm, I'm realizing, or I'm thinking about, you know, just the fact that this whole time without an, without my outlet of teaching, which is almost my way of, you know, getting the attention that I always wanted. <laughs> um, I found myself to be a lot more irritable during this <laughs> last nine months. And you're pretty damn irritable to yeah. start with. <laughs> right. But if like when I have an outlet of a classroom full of students and I'm in front of them and I'm, you know, doing backflips or trying to get some sort of response out of them, that gives me a purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. And without that purpose, I can, you know, I, I can see now why people become, um, I don't know what the correct word is. Curmudgeon is the most. Yeah. Yeah. I know a few of those. Just kind of <laughs> salty at life. There's a good hip word. Yep. Um, and God, I, I had to, you know, I was called out that basically like, what's your, like, you're being irritable in less kind words, basically. <laughs> um, and you know, it just, it takes a lot of reflection during this time to realize like, yeah, I'm kind of being an asshole mm-hmm. and God, why, why am I, am I really an asshole? Is that who I am? And then you just have to, you're forced to really, you're forced to live with. That's a fun realization. Yeah. Like <laughs> some people embrace it and they're just yeah. like, yeah. I am an asshole and you, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it forces you to really, or this pandemic has forced us to really live with and think about our decisions that we've made. You know, like you, you, I'm sure, I'm sure the divorce rates are up, right? Because people are forced to realize, you know, in a quarantine period <laughs> that this is the person I chose to, to live the rest of my life with and mm-hmm. I'm stuck with them. And then, they end up saying and thinking that was a bad decision or this is the, or maybe with their children, they figured out like, this is how I decided to raise my children. This is what I created. This is my decision or like your job. This is, this was my decision. It's forcing you to stare at your decisions in their face and really make a, you know, a judgment call and and tell yourself that was the right decision. You're doing good. Or, yeah, buddy, you screwed up. Time to time to restart that. And it's okay to do that. Like that's probably a, a necessary thing you should probably do on your free time or on your own time. But this is really forcing everyone to do it without even giving you the chance to, you know, get settled and <laughs> take the time to, to be prepared for it. It's really just shoving it right in your face saying like, this is what you did. Yep deal with it. Do you want this or don't you want this? You better speak up now or else it's going to be miserable. Yeah. And it's, uh, <coughs> excuse me. I think it's time to, you know, people get frustrated, right? And what is frustration? I think frustration is when like, basically we're not getting our way. We're, we're frustrated. And a lot of people are frustrated with whether it's politicians or whether it's at your work or whether it's 
why are you closing that down? And why is this open? And why, you know, so there's plenty of frustration and understandably so. Um, people's livelihoods, people's financial um, implications that have um, been hugely affected are, are very real. But I think what I've kind of pinned it all down to is that basically we, we all need time to be frustrated and vent. But really what it is is we're feeling sorry for ourselves. And I think I've, I found this with me, at least I can't speak for everybody, but I felt sorry for myself. And I know plenty of teachers, healthcare workers, um, people in those types of roles that are, that are feeling sorry for themselves because like, I, I mean, I didn't sign up for this. Like this, this, this sucks. This is, this is not what I wanted. And, you know, I mean, basically when this school year started, I felt I was doing at least double the work that I normally do. And, um, but at the same time, I was so grateful to at least have kids in part-time and every, you know, we always talk about the, the natural thing our brain does is compare. So we're constantly comparing state to state and county to county and school district to school district and business to business. And how are you doing this? But, but they did this and they did this. Blah, 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 blah. So we get frustrated like that. But most of what it is, is feeling sorry for yourself and feeling sorry for yourself doesn't do anything. It doesn't do any good. It doesn't do any good. And I think that's the realization I had. And this is just in the last week of, of just feeling real sorry for myself that like, man, no basketball still like, man, no, no practice, man, they're losing out. They're missing this. And, um, I think the, the quicker you can get over that part of it and you can focus on what you can do, um, really changes perspective. And I think, I'm sure everyone out there has a story about this, but I really encourage you if, if, if you felt through the last nine months you're, that you've said constantly, like, I just can't wait for things to get back to normal, or I just can't wait to get through this. I think you're um, realizing that maybe nine months ago, like you've never really woken up yet. You're not woke <laughs> as the kids would say. And what are you doing today to live the best day? to be a good parent, to be a good friend, to be a good whatever. And I think it's a conversation I had with my wife just a week ago and I sat down and I just said, what, can we do something good? <laughs> like, can we do something good over the next two weeks for some people or do something nice? And, and we've just kind of been brainstorming some ideas and, and just thinking about like doing something for other people totally flipped my perspective and totally has made it so much more enjoyable to, you know, see the good things that are happening in the world and, and see people that are taking care of each other. Um, and it is the season. And whether you celebrate Christmas or not, or you celebrate a different religious holiday, um, it, you know, people are driving through my neighborhood just to see the lights. There's that desperate <laughs> that they're driving through our little neighborhood to see lights. Now, there's some really good lights out there, Mike. My, my house is could be a lot better, but um, people need hope and they need something to be, you know, to look forward to. And I think that's something that tis the season. Yeah, no, I, I, I was just having that conversation about lights in general. Don't you feel like there's just more this year? Totally. Yeah, we noticed that. Just my like, whole neighborhood was like, huh, we're putting them up in like November. <laughs> Never happened. But just what a strange, like, it's such a little thing that 
in the word, like in the, it's so, I don't know, it's probably philosophical, but like in the darkest times, literally in the, like the solstice, this, this winter solstice, when it is the darkest time, like yep. those lights really do help because when you look out there at five o'clock and it looks like it's midnight, like when you see some lights, it really, it does give you a little bit of, uh, extra, oh, it's, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, for not, sure. Not just like, <laughs> it's dark and it's five. I'm going to bed, right? Like, it's just so much more hopeful, even though it's just something so tiny. And, you know, I, I'm, I do, me and my wife just started reading this book. It's, uh, it's another book by an author I've talked about on here, Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of The Four Agreements. He wrote one called... Um, what is it? The math, something about, it's about love, the master of love, or, um, I can't remember the title, but it's, it's, I'm only in the first chapter and he's talking about that same idea. The first introductory point is that, you know, you, when you give love to somebody else, you are also giving, like you're giving love to yourself and it's kind of a, you know, Obviously, it's one of those literally lovey-dovey concepts. But if you think about it, it's the same idea as, you know, that golden rule or the platinum rule. You know, treat mm-hmm. everybody as if they are you. Um, and you're right. This is the time of the year when you you maybe should think about, you know, putting that love into somebody else. And it will – It's it'll be – it is like putting love into yourself. So <laughs> – and I've talked about this before, but any successful person that you ever read about, no matter how much money they make, no matter how many material items, no matter how much success, always, always, always figures out that the key to happiness is doing and serving others. I just read a quote or a paragraph from like Steve Jobs, like near the end of his years, all the money in the world, all the success, all the fame. And he uh, made comments very similar just about how, you know, and in, in, in reading his book and everything, right, he was an asshole and he was very demanding and he was all these things. And I've seen it. I've seen it so many times in people that I've dealt with in my life that sometimes are rough around the edges or sometimes can seem like, man, you just don't, do you ever do something nice. Do you ever? But they do. And they get to that point. Um, and I think it's just something we lose sight of. And we completely lose sight of. And I really encourage you, if you want to find a quick way to um, feel better and feel like you're putting some good into the world, or whether it's the um, pay it forward type of thing. You know, I know there's a lot of people that you know, going through the drive through and they're paying for the people behind them or just something as simple as that. But I know like for my one class, I had my kids at Thanksgiving. I said, here's your assignment. You're going to get out two sheets of paper and you're going to write two letters to two people that you're thankful for. And you're going to tell them why you appreciate them. And they're going to do this thing that's, I know most of you don't know about. It's called a stamp and you're going to buy a stamp <laughs> and you're going to put it in this thing called the mail and you're going to send it to them. And, um, I know from a lot of feedback from my kids was like, like people were so appreciative of, of the notes I sent them or, you know, of, of just hearing from me and just, 
you know, and how often do we forget to appreciate people? And there's so many people in, I know just in my building where I work or like people in the community that I see and I'm just like, ah, I just want to tell them like, man, like it could have been one little thing, but like you're just, your positivity or your attitude. Um, I saw a few people I haven't seen in a long time uh, last weekend outside and, and it was just like, man, I just, I just, <laughs> you know, we miss people, but we miss that connection. And I think that is kind of what is unveiled going through this is what's really important. And, you know, sports are important, not because of, and, and not just sports, but whether it's, again, the fine arts or mock trial or robotics or anything that kids are involved in, but it's their outlet. And we love seeing our children compete and build relationships and most importantly have experiences and they're missing out on experiences and that is hurtful that is that is painful to feel like you're missing out on things that you've kind of feel like a rite of passage right if you're a senior right now you didn't sign up for this like you kind of thought ah oh, this will be gone by the time I'm a senior it's not and um, when we when we lose that it's really hard but i also think like i said it's it's a long term vision of like, how is this going to make me more resilient? How is this going to make me tougher? And then trying to find ways to make good of it. So it, it's, it's really hard. It's completely hard. But in every day is a battle. And I find myself just like, God, I'm this, you know, in my job, that's what I do is I, I try to encourage and help others be better. But when it comes to myself, I, I suck at it. Like, I can't take my own advice. I'm terrible. Well, it's hard. It's hard because, like everywhere you look, you can be reminded of just how crappy and disappointing civilization can be. <laughs> like, like oh, I don't know how many times this pandemic. I, I so I, I deleted Twitter, but then of course I like I went to I go to Safari and just look up Twitter, <laughs> and then open it up and I look and I'm like, God, guys, come on, this is what we're doing. God, dang it, like. You guys suck. You guys suck. You can't, we can't have nice things. Yep. And then, you know, you, you, you snap out of it. You're like, can't go on there. That's too, that's just bad. And then you go like, look at your grade book and you're like, <laughs> come on, you guys just suck. Why do you <laughs> suck so bad? And then you're like, okay, just gotta, just gotta try to, it's just that constant battle of trying to, you know, avoid, you know, the, <laughs> the pockets of, your life where it's just going to show you that people are struggling. And even like when you go out in public or at least from my experience, every time I go out, I come back with the feeling of like, it's just, I don't, I don't know how long our society can last. (laughs) I just don't know. I just don't know how many more people with, you know, masks under their nose I can take because, or like just people like, I remember like last week at like going grocery shopping, people, I went to the bathroom, came back, and it looked like there was a woman hovering over the top of my wife <laughs> just to grab like a can of corn or something. Yep. And I was just like, what? Really? Come on. Like, it's just that same idea of like, you guys, you just suck. Stop <laughs> sucking. But, you, you know, like, it's that battle of just telling yourself like, nope, nope, just you gotta, you can't <clears throat> let that drag Because it down. doesn't matter. Right. Right. And it's just like, just focus on, you know, those things that are, you know, going to help you, which is giving to others or, 
you know, like you said distracting yourself. I found myself be, ended up getting like a Nintendo Switch over this last few weeks and become a big fan of Just Dance. Like if I'm having a if I'm literally having a tough day, <laughs> I will get this, I will just dance. And it it's a release. <laughs> like I know we've talked about in the past using exercise or running um or you know any kind of working out as a release but man literally just putting on you know that game has is doing it for me or just turning on some funky jams into my into my earbuds and just cranking it up it just it changes it changes my frequency i think is the correct way to put it and a lot of this pandemic has been you know, trying to change my frequency because it's so easy. That other frequency, it's like a magnet, like a very powerful <laughs> magnet that's just like, come on down, baby. Come on down with the rest of us and just see how dirty and bad we are Correct. as a society. See how much we can complain and have the answers, right? I mean, yeah. and I think that's, again, it's just, it's just in the, it's just magnified, right? This is magnified everything. And I guess my point I was making about sports as well and, and activities is that um they're they're what you know they're a fabric of our society that like are, are so critical and and school and athletics and music and these things are like central to our lives and when we lose those things we feel like again we lose that sense of purpose and you know i think about like what the stoics would say about living through a time like this and you think about what um, you know, whether it's religion or, or whatever is going to help you through is that um, we know that getting caught up in these things that we can't control never does any good. And we know that worrying is like a rocking chair. You know, it's fun to do, but you don't go anywhere. <laughs> and um, you have to find a way to continue to battle in your mind and get control over it. Because I also think there's been some people that have used this time and have done amazing things and have used this time to kind of reinvent themselves and have had some really great things that come out of it. You know, I was talking to my mentor JP the other day and, you know, I just told him, you know, like last weekend I took my two boys, we got in the car and we just drove and we went hunting and it wasn't like real hunting kind of, it was kind of, I mean, they'd walk with me quite a bit. And, um, but that experience of like, you know, staying overnight and and going to gas stations which candy do we want now and you know sitting in the back and you know looking at deer and looking at you know like that stuff I would never ever do because normally I'd be coaching and I wouldn't be home and like the this time has been gifted in a way and like I've tried to take advantage of it in that sense and tried to enjoy especially those moments with my kids and um try tried to make some memories and that, you know, like I love, I just, I love telling the story about buying the boat. I'm just like, my dad told me not to buy the boat. So that's exactly what I needed to buy the damn boat. Like, I'm like, <laughs> no, like, I'm not going to be practical. I'm going to do something stupid because my kids will not remember driving in a 2007 Ford edge with 200 some thousand miles on it. They're going to remember the boat. They're going to remember the boat. And I, it's just like, I would have never, ever have made that decision if life were quote unquote normal. And so there's many good things that have come out of this. Um, but, you know, 
getting caught up in all of the the maskers and the anti-maskers and the vacciners and the anti-vaxxers and the you know the left and the right and all this stuff you know i've always had a philosophy that none of it matters because whoever is in whatever position doesn't really affect my life life is going to go on and you know people are just going to continue to sit up there and tell a story that isn't true and it just really doesn't matter and so i think every day i almost need to get up and just be like what matters because there's a hell of it hell of a lot of it that doesn't and how much time do you waste on crap that does not matter think about your day yesterday what mattered yesterday like i did this activity with my kids i mean it's unbelievable they're stressing about crap that just does not matter and uh it, it's an everyday battle everyday battle it's going to be great when we have more distractions it's going to be really great and i can't wait to walk into an arena and watch a sporting event with twenty thousand other yuppies that were all <laughs> blasting each other on facebook but now we're they're all rooting for the same team you know that's fun yeah and and you talk about you know i was you just asked that question and i had to think what did matter and i think i poured my time into making a really good dinner and it was awesome but like it lasts you know like the thing about making dinner is it lasts maybe like the, the process of making it is a long time and it's like the payoff is literally 10 minutes <laughs> but like man that was totally worth i made homemade tortillas Ooh. by hand and man like i really really enjoyed that it got it gave me great joy and everything before that you know related to you know work or putting together the next awesome activity about the 1960s America, like, eh, didn't 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 hold a candle <laughs> to literally rolling it dough in my hands, flattening it and cooking it on a on a on a stove. Um, and that's and that's one thing that I literally just read, you know, yesterday. It was just a reinforcement of that. Every that once you realize what's important, everything else becomes laughable. You know, it's because it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. <laughs> Just all the noise out there, it's all nonsense. And mm. people are, some people are wrapped up and like make money off of the nonsense. And it's really, you know, it is laughable. Like once you reach a point, I don't think I'm there where I'm just like, <laughs> you guys are all just suckers. Because <laughs> I get sucked in too. But it's just important to remember that a lot of the stuff you are stressing about is nonsense. Because there are people that don't engage in it, do focus on what's important, and guess what? They're fine. Yeah. And, you know, I. it's amazing why you got to be reminded of stuff all the time. But Ugh, two things, yeah. I guess. So for me, spiritually, whenever I, you know, read and pray and think and do that, I feel so much better. And I don't obviously do it as, you know, often as I should. Cause it's like when I'm done, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm ready. I can do this. Um, so for me, that's one of those things where it's just like, why are you such an idiot? And why don't you make it more important? You know, I used you hear the stories about monks, right? They're just literally all day, every day, they're just praying and they're just thinking and they're just, 
Like, I totally get it now. It makes so much sense. Like, you could spend your whole life and never reach whatever that Buddhist word is or whatever, you know, like, you, you just can't get there. And I think that's part of these reminders. Like, Gary V, I told you, like, uh, pop onto Instagram and see one of his, like, posts, which he's got, like, 5,000 of them a day, and it's like, my he's like my hope for everyone is that they will just stop caring what other people think and how many times have we heard that but we don't adhere to it we don't listen to it like especially teenagers they're 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 totally caring what other people think and i wrestle with it every day and so those things like are constant reminders that you need to, and it's not to be disrespectful of other people. It's not to say your, your voice doesn't matter, but it's like, what are we doing? Is this have any, does this matter? Does this matter? Um, you know, the Greg McEwen book that JP had me read on essentialism, like he, he, he just has two or three things in his life that are important. And if it's not those two or three things, he just says, no, he does it politely. He's not an asshole about it, but he just does it because that's not important to them. And so I think that's something that I've had to learn the hard way. Um, and I guess the last thing I'd say about it is put yourself in that environment with people that make you better and make you feel those things that you want to feel. And it's hard because sometimes we don't have a choice. We might they might have the same blood as us, us or we might be related to them. But, you know, like being around like-minded, you know, doing this with you, doing, it's just, it's so good for the soul. It's just, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah I would totally echo that. And uh, it should force you to really think about who is, who, who are you giving your time to? Um, because that's really going to determine the, you know, quality of your life. Because if you build a network of enjoyable interactions, then it's, it's all going to be enjoyable. Um, and one of the things that you want to maybe examine during, you know, your time in those interactions is, am I the same person with these people that I'm interacting with when I am by myself as when I am by myself, because if there is a gap between those two versions of yourself, you're out of whack. And one of the most important things I think as a human being and as an eternal student, Hey, that we can focus on is trying to, you know, align those two things in teaching. Whenever I have a student teacher or uh, I'm talking with, colleagues, I think one of the most important thing to emphasize in, in teach in the teaching profession and just in general in life is are you the same person when you're in front of those kids as you are when you're at home? Because if they're wildly different, they can they can smell it and everybody can smell it basically and you're living you're living a lie is what you're doing. And the, the closer you can bring those two together, I think the better off your life will be. That's my closing thought. Yeah, and I think that comes from what, what matters, what's important. And if you keep what's important, what's important, um, it, 
you won't find yourself becoming a false narrative or a, a false person. So be, before, um, one story I wanted to share is that um, I had a, a couple speakers come in to my classes uh, and share, like basically just their life story. You were You were one of them. I had my assistant coach, Derek, come in and so just talked about his upbringing, some of the mistakes he made, how he became who he is, very successful um, business person and um, ma- made a statement about like, I think one thing that's happened through all this is, is there is quite a bit of hate going on. Um, a lot of division, a lot of people like are on one side or the other. And he talked about forgiveness and whether that's like, you know, you are holding a grudge against somebody or your something happened with like a boss or a coworker or a friend or whatever. Okay. And you hold this hate and this bitterness, right? I think we've all experienced that at some point. Like forgiveness is not forgiving them. It, it, it's forgiving yourself for the bitterness and the hate that you're holding on to. And I just really hope one of the last things is over these nine months, if you have divided lines, if you have made enemies or you have um, lost relationships, I really encourage you to not forgive the other person, but forgive yourself because living with that is one of the ways that you're going to end up focusing on the wrong things. And I'm no expert on it. I still struggle with it. I'm not saying that, that that I'm perfect by any means, but I do know that when I've touched on that before, it has led uh, to nothing but um, misery. So that's kind of my parting uh, uh, words and hope for everybody as we kind of hit the holiday season here is to, um, what's really important, don't get focused on the wrong things. And instead of getting through this, how about we just be in the moment and try to serve some others along the way. That's all part of being an eternal student. That's right. If you could, do us a favor and spread the love by spreading this podcast. Uh, Let somebody know that it exists and that they should uh, listen or give us a like or a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Reach out to us if you want to know or want to let us know what you think. We are on Instagram at eternal.student.podcast We will be back with more episodes with wonderful guests and great insights into life Um, and uh, we are thankful that you even took the time to give us a listen here today Take care Keep on learning